This is the PR Pod, the podcast that brings you expert tips for working in PR and finding your niche. With your host, Brooke Burns. I'm joined by Naomi Ross from Sydney Design Social. Welcome. Hi, guys. Naomi's business manages the social media for many hospitality businesses, and one of the components of that management is reporting, which is what we'll be covering today. Why is it important to create reports for your social media channels? Well, without reports, you've got no way of knowing how you're going. Um, You've got no way of predicting how you're going to be going. And you've got no way of, um, I guess, uh, passing on to your your client um, what, what is and what isn't working. And I guess keeping you accountable as well. Yep. So, I mean, it, although you, they might not see what you're doing day by day, they can see that, I don't know, it's increasing or it's decreasing or what the trends may be. Yeah, the trends are, is, a, is a great one. Um, and then also being able to tie back to your key performance indicators. So so what were your goals for that for that month um, and, and are you hitting them? Mm. So I guess that is segues perfectly into the next part of the chat. What elements should you always include in a report? Um, there are a few things which we include in all of our social media reports. Um, that's the month's insights. We would normally do our reports at the end of the month for that month that's just passed. So um, the insights might be the goals for next month, anything that we've really noticed over that past four weeks. So literally like a summary, like a copy written summary. A written summary. Of, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And we would do that kind of would be the last part. It's, it's the first part of the report, but we do that uh, insight section last. Yep. Um, we will just note really briefly the focused area. Um, so for us, that might be upcoming events, might be a new menu launching, maybe a seasonal cocktail menu, after works drinks. Um, and this would generally relate back to those content pillars, which you would have uh, worked on in your strategy. Um, we then include a section of Facebook insights. So that would be um, your total fans, any new fans over the past 30 days, the number of page impressions, um, the engaged users, overall engagement rate, your top post by impressions, and um, and then a, a section around uh, your paid advertisements. So all of these insights are available through Facebook reports and Instagram. Is that because they kind of is it managed by the same admin? Or do you get the correct, same? Correct, correct. Yep. So you get the same level. So then um, uh, the next part of our report would be around Instagram and so the things which we would generally report on are the amount of followers the amount of comments the likes um, and often you'll be able to um, relate that back to either the previous period or the previous year so you could note growth um, or decrease there Um, and then the top post and so when it does come to the trends and I guess especially if you've got an account that's been going for a year or a couple of years even though you may only have been doing the social media management for a period of that um, if you've just inherited, you may not have the historical information, but if you inherit it from somebody else on your team and you can see what has happened previously, is it important to include, well, this is how we did in March, you know, 2021, but March 2020 was like this and, you know? It is, it is. Um, it's important to be able to look at the post um, singly, um, but then also those greater trends. And without being able to look back historically you kind of don't really have a benchmark um so yes being able to to note those down is incredibly important and you've mentioned this in a previous uh episode but um you know in hospitality that people don't tend to use social media as much well they don't tend to engage as much during that christmas to new year period because they're socializing they're on holidays etc so um that's one of the things that you learn over time is what those kind of historical trends are but they could just be financial trends in the industry yep Mm. correct 
Um, one other thing which we actually add into our reports, which is a bit of a, a bit of a value add, it's not necessarily required for every single one, um, is we like just to um, note down the website traffic as well, because for us being able to look at a holistic view of the Facebook and Instagram pages, um, but then also be able to have a look at, okay, well, we're talking about the menu on Facebook. How many hits has that um, menu had um, on the website as well, I think is an important link for the through Google Analytics you'd be looking at Through Google Analytics. And how much feedback or explanation should you be providing to explain any changes, positive or negative? If there's a really big um, dip or a a big increase, definitely make note of it. I would never gloss over anything negative. Um, If there's a reason for it or if you you don't, if you don't know why, um, be honest about that. Um, Look into it. Sometimes it could be that there's been a change in the Facebook algorithm clients are generally okay with it as long as you've looked into it and 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 you there's a reason why and if there isn't a reason have a look at possibly um, amending your strategy uh the next month and I, I guess being honest about it and saying look there's nothing that has happened that we can think that would have been caused that would have caused this you know downtrend in um in not as many people liking as have done previously but we're going to keep an eye on it and we'll we'll come back to see whether it's consistent over the next couple of yeah, months correct. or something so in terms of what programs you should use, you've mentioned obviously Facebook allows you to do some reporting there. And obviously if you're using some other program, they would have their own reporting facilities in there, is that yeah, right? Yeah, they vary quite quite a lot in terms of the detail and also the reliability. We've used quite a number of platforms over the years and the the, the, the figures they sometimes give, like those third-party apps, are sometimes not 100% bang on what Facebook delivers. Um, and why would that be? Uh, it could be that some things are just not getting picked up. It could be that the the app itself isn't 100% uh, bang on in terms mm. of um, the API calls and, and the amount of data feeding through from Facebook. So the best, your best bet is to use that native platform. So Facebook itself, if you are using that um, secondary or, or third party app, yes, they do have their own reporting systems in it. In addition, there are there, are there are, um, standalone reporting platforms um, one of those is dash this which is what we, what we use um, whether it's cost effective for a single uh, platform I'm, I'm not sure but we use it for, for multiple venues and once you start to get up into that you know 15 20 25 figure it becomes quite affordable mm. how do you recommend packaging up that information that report to send out I mean do these a lot of these programs or like you said Facebook have kind of like a template that you can use within them or are you best yeah. pulling information out into like a PowerPoint document? So a lot of these programs will generate them automatically. Um, it might not be as aesthetically pleasing. It might not be as aesthetically pleasing, mm. although ones like Agora Pulse, which is a platform that we've used or that we currently use, um, you are able to generate reports through Agora Pulse and it gives you the option to export it as a PowerPoint or a PDF. From there, you can then go in and add your insights and stuff like that. If you're managing uh, single platforms, um, potentially using PowerPoint, um, pulling those reports from Facebook, which will come down in a PDF or, a, or an um, Excel document, and then just pulling that data into a preset template is probably going to be your best bet. Um, it also means you, it might take you an extra 10 or 15 minutes, but during that time, you know, you're reading the, the data, you're analyzing it, you're not just, you know, copying it across. Um, and that's the reason and and the, one of the main goals of doing that reporting is so that you as somebody who is um, creating that content month on month knows and understands what is and isn't working and then can can make those changes depending on the results. And I guess that's a good point you made. It may be that you are giving your client or your manager a monthly report and that 
might show this is how, you know, the account has changed from the previous month to this month. But you should also be taking note of how those changes have, have gone month by month over the last year or so. You, can you view that historical data you in can. this management system? So you don't necessarily have to pull that out and kind of create your own spreadsheet. You can look back and go, right, well, how, how were we in November last year yeah, or March that's last correct. year? that's correct. And you can do that uh, directly through Facebook as well. Right, okay. So in the circumstances where you might be seeing a negative trend for whatever reason, um, a, a decrease in engagement or in likes um, or followers haven't been increasing as, you ha- as they have done previously, at what point do you start to amend your approach from from the trends that you pick up in the reporting so if you've had a look at it and you go okay look the the um there's been a dip the last two or three months um and it's not looking like it's going to reverse anytime soon and i can't really see why it's doing that um chances are the content isn't resonating with your audience um it could be as as um as small as the hashtags that you're using aren't Um, resonating with your audience so take a look at each of the elements of that post each of the elements of the copy if you've got a paid strategy as well which um, I recommend that you do have a look at have a look at that those ads um, and uh, and reassess at that stage Mm. so it could be the fact that you've had the same imagery for six months and people are just bored of seeing the same yeah maybe the imagery was taken in winter and now it's summer Mm. Um, and it's all dark and moody and it's sunny and it's hot outside. Um, you know, it could be that um, there's a whole lot of other stuff going on at the moment um, it, in the world and your content isn't relevant at, at that time. Um, I'm not saying jump on every social media bandwagon, but um, having a look at what's trending and um, making your content relatable and relevant is really important. And check out your competitors, you know, if you, I mean, hopefully the, the, you know, let's say there's three or four key competitors that you're keeping an eye on, I'd probably just be making note of how their core changes. Obviously, you don't have access to the analytics, but you can check to see what their engagement's like and what their type of content is. Um, and I'd be making a note of those each month as well, just to get a sense. So if they are increasing positively and you're negatively, what are they doing that you're not, or are they more active? Have they got a better set of photography? Because if you are responding to a client, they may also be looking at saying, well, how come they're at 10,000 followers and we're only at 3000. So you can say, look, well, I've tracked them for six months and they have new imagery every single month and you haven't had the budget for us to do any shoots. Yeah, for six months. So it's important to, I think, have that understanding of what's happening in that competitor sect. Um, and in that same in that same light, you know, if if um, you're tracking the top Instagram or the top Facebook posts, which is what we recommend, if you look back on the last three or four months, you might be able to start to see some similarities between. Okay, well, every single post that is done really, really well has got a human of some description. It might be the hand, or it might be you know the lips drinking a bit of a cocktail, or putting on the lipstick. Um, and then if you look at the posts that aren't doing well, maybe they're just static um, product images. To that, to me, that would then say, okay, well, all of our content needs to include uh, people mm. or, of some description. So you can start to make a few calls like that once uh, you analyse what is and isn't working. And that's important, again, for your manager or for your client or whoever you're responding to, to put some validity around the reason why you need to have another photo shoot. If we look at the last five photos, they've all got hands and then we don't have any new photography now or the last photography you did, you didn't get any of this. So we really need to be able to shoot some stuff versus just saying, well, I think this would work better or I think we should do this. It's really important to have those trends or that research behind you to um, to present, a, I guess, a business case for. 
for Definitely. changing. Absolutely. Okay, I think that wraps it up for reporting. So thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Brooke. I hope this episode has given you a good overview of how to tackle your social media reporting. There's other episodes dedicated to social media topics on the podcast. So be sure to check those out if you want to learn more about social media. Thanks for listening to the PR Pod. For more expert tips on working in PR, head to www.theprpod.com.